Have you ever touched some tabla weed? No. No, for real. It's, it's that a real person. <laughs> no, tabla. <laughs> You're thinking that this is an ideal uh, build up to a knife punchline. Let's, <laughs> let's see where it goes. Uh, anyone who could give Abdul Basit a run for his money in his time, in his area, Sheikh Tablawi. Hmm. Tablawi, right? Can you no. recite like him just to no, give? No, no. I couldn't touch it. It's, it's Abdul Basit Baben. <laughs> Really? Oh, you could look it up and you'll see mm. the, the inner discussions of like, huh, Abdul Basit, huh, you're a pop star. You, mm. want, you want boss? Here's boss. You want Backstreet Cairo? Oh, yeah. Oh, you get <laughs> Tablawi recordings on. I have old ones that I had to screw the cassette yeah. back. Mm. And then you go to like old shops in, ra in like broken ca old Cairo. And yes, the, it was the purity. So mm. is one better than the other? No. But who makes it to American Idol and who doesn't? Does that mean one is mm. not so right. good? Nah, we might have been just soulful. Uh, like most Muslim youth, I knew Islam was the truth, but never took time to study my own deen. I mean, I tried many times to open my eyes, but the style kept putting me to sleep. One day I heard a brother say he was going to a class round the way, so I decided I would make my way and see what they had to say, and I must say, it was like nothing that I had ever seen. So many young people all in love with their dean. For once I felt community, so much unity was new to me. The instructors reached out to me and taught me Islam beautifully. They made the gray clear and were experts in their fields, professional and exceptional, like the answer to my prayers. I never wanted the weekend to end, so many gems and new friends and now I recommend that everybody should attend city to city the impact is pretty amazing inspiring an entire nation Al Maghrib Institute not your typical college or school but a chance to change your life now what's your excuse Omar are you ready what the not what are we going with la ilaha illallah la Welcome to uh, today's uh, special episode of Islam Trinity Unscripted Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Swan Butt. Um, I don't normally call myself Dr. Swan Butt because... Um, you know, not really you, a doctor. Oh, if, no, no, no. if you search for Salman Button, you'll get the cricketer. So that's why I have to say it sometimes. Mm. Um, so you don't Google the wrong person. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember to uh, like and subscribe to uh, the podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast uh, Apple, Spotify, Castbox, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm here with my Omar Suleiman. Good pal Omar here, uh, co host. And we have Imam. Wissam Sharif. Wissam Sharif, yeah, with That's us, right. alhamdulillah, all the way from Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw! Yeah. For some reason, I feel what like. What you doing uh, around here, boy? <laughs> oh, hello? No. That, that got dark very quickly. <laughs> we don't like your kind around here. <laughs> got racist very quickly. <laughs> Provocative. So we make it, you make you feel at home. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, I feel so much better now. Are you more cowboy or Indian? I'm definitely more Indian. <laughs> He's going to ask the right. question. Yeah. I'm so offended so. by that question. Okay. <laughs> How did you like our not tajweed? For tajweed standard, it was it was not enough. Uh, you need to not go enough. Not, not enough, enough, right? Yeah. You need to the not. You got to go into yeah. it. No tajweed necessary. <coughs> no it's actually it's uh, actually it's very difficult. To <laughs> <laughs> Where did the a sound come from? Where's the that's a? The, that's the kalkala of nida. There we go. <laughs> 
Don't make us look bad now. Yeah, yeah? yeah. I like. <laughs> no, there's, there's a proper science, you know. Yeah, there is. Like, if you want to call someone, if you're just not right next to him, he says Umar. Or if he's far away and it gets attention, Umar. But that's when he I'm doesn't come the fourth yeah. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Imam Wusam uh, Sharif, your speciality your, uh, is, you know, in the mashallah, in the book of Allah, in the Quran, and the recitation. And uh, can you tell us a bit about your journey to that? Because, sure. you know, um, when I was 10 years old, I went to. Well, up to 10, I was your problem, everyone's problem, the masjid problem. <laughs> I was on the roof of the masjid that Eid prayer once, throwing rocks at people coming. <laughs> I stayed from Fajr till Dhuhr. My dad That's said, dedication. did you pray Juma? Uh, do you pray Eid Salah? I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm busy with the rocks. They beat me a lot. <laughs> then at the age of 10, I recited, decided one thing though, I really liked when I heard Quran. I had heard Abdul Basit recite, and there's a great story about that. Mm -hmm. He was alive in, when I was nine, and he came mm -hmm. to America, and I was playing hiding go seek. And my <laughs> dad said, Come inside. There's a great Qari, a fall church masjid in Virginia. And he said, Come inside. And I said, Dad, of <coughs> all the times you've smacked me and taken me to the masjid, you didn't do it this time. He goes, I wanted to teach you. And who <laughs> recited in 88 or 89 fall church masjid was Abdul Basit. So undoubtedly, mm -hmm. like up to the, I was intrigued by it, but I was very much a problem child and I couldn't mm -hmm. read. The dyslexia was really aggressive. So I'll fast forward through that. So every, t every ta was a yeah. you could do that with, uh, with dyslexia. Just fast forward through it. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely, yeah. I can squeeze it all yeah. together. Yeah. And well, I guess the biggest thing was going to Scotland and there was. <coughs> Scotland. My, uh, my aunt lived that, there, yeah, uh, Glasgow. Bastion of Qira'a. No. Bonnie, Scotland. International uh, hub. <laughs> did you have Iron Wallace? Bird? I did. Alhamdulillah. And, and that essentially made me a call. That's exactly. Yeah. It opens <laughs> up your bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. Gatorade for the sports players <laughs> and Iron Brew. Iron Brew. Iron Brew. There has been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> So when I was 10, I'd really, genuinely though. Um, so they were like, Yar Maluna. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was their Qalqala that told me. Uh, the hadith that your parents would get a crown if you memorize Allah, the crown. That was my, that yeah. was, I didn't want to be like, oh, that's such a mood changer. But Allah, at 10, I knew I was a bad kid. And I remember once a very nice, uh, pious mm. family had called my family over for dinner. And they had said, if Wissam doesn't come, it's okay. <laughs> And at my age, I knew what that meant. Man. I was like, oh man, that burns. So I thought to myself, I've dishonored my parents so many times. If I can just memorize the whole Quran and you're 10, so it's not that hard. Um, so when I was 11, I started practicing my signature Hafiz Wassam. I couldn't read Quran, by the way. The, so that at the age of 10, it began. And then it was a process of between 10 and 12, realizing that I couldn't read. And so the biggest gap was I never finished reading the Quran until mm. I memorized it. Yeah. Bad, bad oh. advice. Well, bad. Well. Worst advice I could write. So can you imagine the day you finished the 29th bars, the day you finished reading it? Yeah. <laughs> so there were subjects where I couldn't read it. And the office, yeah. my teacher would be like, you're in a hymns class? Like, uh, you're, and, but I was like, I'm a thousand miles from home. What are you going to do now? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Date me. Yeah. So uh, I was like 13 to 16. So you learned from like listening? Or? Um, no, I eventually, they put me in. Yeah. So the first year for... For seven months, I didn't memorize anything. Mm. I just read. And so that was the beginning. Uh, but I would like to say there was, it was makeshift. Sometimes listen uh -huh. to it. Sometimes do mm. what? Hook or crook. 
But yeah. I remember distinctly I was given five lines, which should take you 15 to 25 minutes. I, I, I have a clock, 10 hours. I repeated wow. it for 10 hours. But mm. I was staring at the ceiling going, well, Fudger, well, Fudger, well, Fudger. <laughs> and I had Mega Man going in my head. Clearly, I was fighting Needle Man. Yeah. And it was amazing, sliding under things. And I was, well, Fudger, well, Fudger, well, Fudger. <laughs> and it looked like I was yeah. very busy. 10 hours later, Shay came and wow. said, recite. And I was like, Mega Man. <laughs> well, Fudger. And Isha. And Zahar, <laughs> and Isha, well, Isha, well, Isha. So that was a that was a yeah. transitional phase. Thirteen to sixteen, I finished my hivs. Didn't know a lick. In the U.S. In the U.S. at okay. uh, Darul Uloom in Chicago, it's in Islamic mm. Institute of Education. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole family, parents are educated, double masters. Mom's a, mo a doctor, so the extended family. Alhamdulillah. Mm. Yeah. So we grew up with education. So when they sent the the son, only son to do madrasa, they were like, mm. is he not good at school? <laughs> He's a failure. <laughs> He's, you know, the two older daughters have mm. done this and this, and how will the half is it? It's like a soda. What yeah. the is he? Yeah. <laughs> Every family needs one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And, and family members started coming yeah. and saying, so Hamara spot, is, our, our spot in he heaven yeah. is settled. I was yeah. like, I don't think that's I don't how like it works. I do no, but then yeah. I, st I milked it. I was like, I would like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this. <laughs> I would like the car. And they were like, Nene. I was like, heaven. <laughs> Very expensive, <laughs> heaven. Keep so coming. Get out of Hellfire Free. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so free. got a 13-year-old selling yeah. his hips his cards out like this. You're ahead of the curve, isn't it? Oh, man, yeah. American Express black selling card. Selling into Just call me Peer. <laughs> Peer Saab. Selling into session. Saab. But at 16, I went to Egypt <coughs> to study. Uh, then I learned the word Tajweed, which was 600 Without pages. Without a V. Yeah, Tasweed. So uh, I went to Egypt. They said, you really think you're Hafiz? I was like, no, I'm Hafiz. I'm sad I was. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went, literally, it was seven to eight hours a day. Long I was long. a sheikh. Uh, Ahmed Wafa, may God bless his soul tremendously. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amazing human being. And I, when I say my sheikh, everyone thinks huge beard, clean shaved, like pants. He's sharp. And, mm. and and I feel like I fell from that. He was never about the. He didn't care, and he wasn't like I'm not doing it because I'm Egyptian. He's like, no, this isn't. You mm. shouldn't be. You shouldn't care about my face. And there was just so much about that because his taqwa was beyond any of us. So oh, six wow. hours a day, mm. and one thing our Sheikh um, Sheikh Ahmed did was he made me write half a juz, like sit there and mm. write it, dot it, ah, uh, it, and. In the beginning, it's cute, it's adorable, but when you're in your fifth hour, you're like, yo. <laughs> were you copying it? Uh, were you writing it by copying it or writing it from kind of memory? So it's called lifted memory. He would make us read it, lift mm. it up with our eyes. So it was like this to this, but you wow. couldn't look back mm. because then you do this pecking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I could just add one thing, it's a little bit off topic. We didn't write all the way. We didn't write and then do the dots. We wrote the whole ayah, just the skeleton. Then mm -hmm. then just the dots, then just the fatadamak, just the sukun, just the shadda, just wow. the mudud. So I go over it like a copy machine. And wow. that tajweed then, how do you go to, and I don't know if my sounds are, are peaked, but that's not pretty voice. Mm. That's awesome to happy transitions. Mufakha muraqab transitions, right? versus the ba ta ta So Egypt blew that like it was amazing because I could finally do the Quran correctly. Mm. Salam guys, sorry to butt in, eh? 
But if you're enjoying this podcast, please head over to islamtunancy.com forward slash donate to help us make more. And if you're not enjoying it, head over anyway and help us make better ones. A uh, fun story, I took a train ride a thousand kilometers south to go teach, find a teacher to teach me maqamat, the scales, really? which is a very, in the Arab world, it's very guarded. Yeah. I took a thousand mile train ride, no joke, teacher told me to face, we don't teach your kind. <laughs> in Egypt? <laughs> not Americans. It, it, <laughs> it was non-Arab. Yeah. It was not, and Achim, it, yeah? it burnt. Yeah, really? it burnt because wow. I was like, well, I'm not good enough to learn this anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't have understood <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and um. so it was just the journey. And so it was real story. On the way back, we met a guy at the train station. Like under He's like, uh, in, in, with his jacket, like, I can teach you for how I got some makamat right here. I got some makamat susi buzzy. What do you need? Ashura? I got it. <laughs> So we met a guy and he was like, oh, here's how you do maqamat. And it was some scales. Yeah. And it was funny because I, I had sought it, learned the basic. And I was like, no, I don't want this. Quran has its own melody. So that was its mm. own fun thing. Um, from there, I came back home, started doing high school, finished high school, started my bachelor's. And then I went to Lahore, Pakistan. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Sra Rahmat yeah. created the Quran Mashallah. College. Mm. And Rahimahullah, within uh, Quran College, he had Quran Academy, which was his house. It was a compound. Mm. And so he slept on the first floor and I was on the fourth. So meaning we had access and we did, we went through the whole Quran twice. Once in mm. Ramadan, you know, the Dora Tajmal yeah. Quran, 120 hours. It sounds ridiculous. Mm. But if I said I watched six seasons of a TV show in a weekend, you'd be like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I binged him. Yeah, I binged <laughs> him. But we binged 120 <laughs> hours mm. in a month and the man was a machine. Yeah. Why Lahore? I mean, he used to say, tan man tan lagado. Oh, he, <laughs> and he would, bro. Yeah. He was a it's boss, Allah. like for life. For Allah. life. Allah. This is what I was going to say. What, from Egypt, it's known for its Quran. Yeah. What? Motivate you to go from US <laughs> to Lord. My Quran. Because Lord, Lord, eh? Lord, Lord. Lord. If you want to be able to interact with the Quran, you don't study in Egypt. They're going to give you mm. laws. I had a Hadith teacher in Egypt who said, I'm going to Rawal Pindi. <laughs> what in God's name did you just say? The famous Spanish football player. <laughs> Raul, Raul Bindi. Raul. <laughs> Raul Bindi. 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 And we had a Buna, Mah Buna Muhammad today. You did? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, my boy. <laughs> Buna Hua. Man, I never did. I had that in my yeah. head the whole time. <laughs> this is my boy. I never yeah, said no. it. <laughs> Salman said it, yeah. For the camera. <laughs> Chi -chi -chi. Yeah. So, so yeah. The, the, the journey was, Egypt wasn't going to teach me what is Ra Dr. Sra Rahman did with Quran. It was special, right? People, he spoke and people felt like they could... Um, Feel the Pretty Quran. much because it's yeah. in Urdu. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the key. But it, it's the language of Islam. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't tell <laughs> anyone. <laughs> May Allah bless you. Oh, do you speak Urdu? No, astaghfirullah. <laughs> <laughs> Allah will forgive you. Yeah. Okay. Not but everyone you just can go understand. To heaven. <laughs> yeah. You just won't understand the masjid announcements. <laughs> no problem. Or anything that's important. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, wanting to interact with the Quran, my dad surveyed schooled all around the world, and he was like, "Look, there's this one thing called Quran College. You want to try it out." And I was a young mm. teenager. I was like, Dad, you don't know anything about Quran. <laughs> like, how'd you pick this program, buddy? I opened communication. Then he told me, who picked your Hafiz school? I was like, yeah, good point. Um, so inshallah. he had heard Dr. Srar speak. He spoke to Dr. Srar. I, I want to throw that out there. My dad wouldn't even say that he's a super religious guy. My dad's been mm. clean shaved. He's lived, he lived a certain life in America so we could be Sheikh Fulan. And I want, yeah. I want that to be said. Mm. My dad lived the clean shave. I'm, I, my house was on mortgage and this and that. And I was like, he's like, I know this is not kosher, bro. 
I know that you can tell your friends that I live in a haram household, but guess what? You live in a very comfortable haram household, and you know how you recite Quran in this huge house? Yeah, yeah. I, that's what we're. <laughs> so it's like don't don't eat eat from the buffet yeah. and be like this is all haram. So mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I give my dad all the credit of, of raising us. Give who paid for Pakistan? Who paid for Egypt? Who? Yeah. So I, I just want to throw it out there. My dad is mm-hmm. not necessarily the Sheikh of Quran, but he gave us every chance in the world. So mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. Pakistan was a great. Allah bless him. Allah bless him. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Allahumma amin. And I only say that to our podcast folks because my dad's been on his deathbed for two years. Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. we were two years ago told twenty-one days on the dot. We were said. He, don't call 911 because he is going to die. Just call this afterlife services. And we're like, yo, mm-hmm. this is weird. So they sent him home from the hospital to die two years ago. And so my daughter came to me. She's young. And it was three months later. And she goes, Dada, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but you don't say, say that, that. <laughs> out loud. And she goes, why are your Dada's kicking? Yo, he's awesome. And I was like, hey, he's alive. He can't mm-hmm. talk, walk, communicate, move, mm-hmm. or anything. But my dad's home for Isha every day. My dad's mm-hmm. alive. My kids are there. And I whispered in his ear the day he came home. I said, uh, Dad, my daughter, Jenna, is going to be born in one month. After she's born, you go. I'm cool. <laughs> Jenna's two and a half years old. Well, I think that's enough for us. And then finally, Pakistan came back. Um, this is a bit of a two-year stint with Crohn's disease. They took out 13 inches mm-hmm. of my small intestine, hollowed out my Whoa. hips two years in a wheelchair. It can get long. That, that part of the story mm. gets really long. Um, um, they put a pick line through my arm and fed me through a backpack for 21 days because my intestines were shut. Wow. Why? Uh, it's called Please me. don't say the Lahori cooking. Well, Because <laughs> me and Salman are going to be very worried, uh, man. I did happen <laughs> to get Crohn's disease directly after Pakistan, which is not, it's hereditary. Okay. My intestines okay. wrapped around each other until it um, turned into a ball. And my surgeon said, so happily, he was like, I pulled a soft ball, which is double the size of a cricket ball. He goes, it was a soft ball. If I threw it against the wall, it would have bounced back at me. What surgeon <laughs> says this to you? And he was super happy, too. <laughs> this was amazing. He's probably got in a jar next to his <laughs> <Yeah>. bed. <so. laughs> I, I said, yo, can I get that? He goes, what? Uh, it's been donated to science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting cute. <laughs> but I, I only say that because there is an eerie hadith of the man who tells people to do things but doesn't, doesn't wow. do it himself. And in the day of in Jahannam, his intestinal tract will come out, become a noose, wow. and drag him around. There was, it, it screamed at me, that hadith. Wow. And then the people seeing him with the noose of his intestines will say, what happened? And the, the angels or whoever's administering the pain will say, he said, he told the people to do good, but he mm. didn't. And they, oh, that put the fear, like, um, they worked. Had, had these certified worked. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, and then Nobody love, tell us in the comments is, uh, you know, fabricated hadith or weak. Oh, no, I know, it's, I know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> hadith of Tirmidhi, look it up, boys. <laughs> Chapter number one. Cha- oh, Chapter number two. <laughs> I should be able to, but I can't. <laughs> So the last thing that came up was, so after my health stint, um, I did a two-year radiology degree. Mm -hmm. So I took my two years of undergraduate and then two more years. And so it's a bachelor in uh, radiation science. So radiation Mm -hmm. physics allows you to take x-rays. Yeah. Um, Same here in the UK. You don't have to be a doctor if you're a radiologist. Mm. A little bit of information for everyone. In the UK, you pay student uh, fees for radiology. They don't charge any university fees. Word? Word fact. Yeah. Say Yo, let me come over. Hmm? Say Kasim. Basmi. Yeah. So one of I our like how you properly uh, he, pronounced the Kaf. Basmi, bro. I've got to say it for the crowd. Kari sab. Who's making Qima? Quran Kani. And the last component was 
and I hope everyone can understand, my, my ashra ijaza was not because I'm interested in reciting the Quran in 10 ways. I believe that if I can convince you that God was flexible in his speech, who in God's name are you no, to be no. Hanafi Shafi? God can say Maliki Yomadin, Maliki Yomadin. He is the one who should be the most rigid, right? Yes. I'm, a, I'm Allah for God's sakes. Like, like you should follow exactly mm -hmm. how I said it. If Allah's that flexible, bro, right? Done. Yeah, my, why did you study that for three years? I've never led a salah in Ashra. I never did. But I have my credentials to tell you God's flexible. You better become flexible. Oh. Wow. Bang, bang. Deep. Did you learn the Riwaya Hindiya? Panipati. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 11th Riwaya. Yeah. You have to reach <laughs> a certain level. Yeah. 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 You have to be very tired. But not First class. So that that's the uh, that's the journey that took three mm. years and Alhamdulillah as of recent I established the Quran revolution and that's been a great thing. People study online. I don't want to plug it right now. So it it is everything you ever thought. Why doesn't someone? Then he make plugs it. I want to plug it now, but, <laughs> but basically what it is, right? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Please plug it. It allows. Uh, no, it honestly, allows I think it's really Quran. Good. It yeah. allows people mm. from any level to come in and say, let me take this assessment. Okay, you're in level one, you're in level two, I'm in level three. And then every week I get one lesson and I go through it slowly. And then instead of having a Qari Saab sitting mm -hmm. on my head saying, Paro, chalo, zor se paro. Yeah. I record my voice, I send it over to my teacher and my teacher tells me, you did this great. You did this great, here's one thing you can make better. And because we only learned all versus a, that's all I'm correcting. I'm not shredding you up saying, Z, like you did this wrong, you did this wrong. So Alhamdulillah, it was an idea of can we teach the world Quran? We started with 50 students and 4,400 people have completed the program. So, like, so it's all like, ages, all ages, moms, dads, I think around 12 because you can't expect your kid to, to do the app on your own. So but it's the mom in Wisconsin who had no Quran teacher. Boom, she's done. It's the, the mom in Wales. We have students from all over the world. Wales, Wales. 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 from the valleys. From the Wally? <coughs> Valleys. Way yeah, man. The Wally in it. <laughs> oh, Wally. Yeah. Um, and so to me, there's this global community mm. of people who love Quran and they just, they can't connect. So that's what, what does Quran it mean to pass or to do the whole, to complete it? Um, uh, to complete year one, you know how to read, recite, and you can do, um, and that's not good voice, that's And that's the natural melody that's built in the Quran. And so every teacher will teach you makharij and mudud and everything. But no one will tell you tempo. Because Khodana Khasta, Haram Banya. Isn't that Maqam though? No. Maqam is, so, I thought Maqam was like a scale. So, or or a, um, like a pentatonic scale, for example, five. Uh, which you know, ascends. Yeah. Which ascends. So, yeah. one, two, three, four, five. I'm ascending sound. Maqamat. One, two, three, four, five. Stay within the melody and recite with continuation. Never lift the sound. That's not Muhammad. That's mm. the rhythm that's built in Quran. A, so if you said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. I only followed Al-Tawasut. Mm. Yep. Sukun, Shadda, 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 If it was, 
I'm picking a tone. I'm picking a tone. And then I read based on this. And the tajweed gets stuffed in there. Mm. But I like to peel it all away and say the, the Bengali dad, no offense, um, and the British mom could recite and be tuned to the same pitch with no maqamat. And that's mm. where um, <clears throat> That's built in there That's, that's Quran mm. But we're, we're too busy Kind of I want to sound like Mashari Or yeah. You got the yeah. Masudis thing going <laughs> yeah. on So I had to go with that Which yeah. verse of the Quran is the most uh, different politics though? Let's <laughs> throw that out there. Oh, yo, 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 yo! I totally represent. Mad respect to that. Yeah. Sheikh has made decisions yeah. beyond haram, so we just leave yeah. it at that. But, um, Salman <laughs> is my name. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Which ayah of the Quran is the standard in terms of you say that has all of the rules that would test a person? Holy moly! Wow. That's a question. Um, if I, I may, I to Dane. <laughs> <laughs> no man, play that Tablid Jamaat card. <laughs> last ten surahs, bro. <laughs> the last ten surahs have eighty percent of the Tajweed in the Quran. If you can wow. read from Alam Tarakman, nobody nobody went to Jamaat. When you sit in the circle, <laughs> I was kind of went day. to sleep after food. <laughs> he was like, "Ha, huh, we went to Jamaat." And just, <laughs> the last I was sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> I went forty days. Yeah. <laughs> forty days. <laughs> um. If you read the last 10 surahs of the Quran from Alam Tara Kayfa Fa'ala Rabbuka Bi Ashab Al Feel. Yeah, I know that one. Awesome, happy, all the Mufakha Muraqqa, Qalqala, Ikhfa, Ithar, Yarmaloon, Idgham, all of them are there. Yarmaloon and Idgham are the same rule. I don't want to look, I'm trying to sound cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the same thing twice. Yeah, you needed an even number. It's okay. Idgham. So that's and Yarmaloon. <laughs> that's minimum for, for the, I guess, the entry level person. They're thinking if they learn the last 10 surahs, mm-hmm. yeah? fully correctly spend time on it they will have learned 80 percent of the rules yes sir the entire quran absolutely That's um in there is four different so it's a ikhfa that's light uncle yeah. so ink the maqarj of scene when scene has sukun you do safir you blow through it so mm. like you said it has to be an in-depth study in okay. your in your course, do you use these terms or do you give them like uh, yes. easier to understand? Yeah, easier uh, to understand. Uh, yeah. Everyone out there who knows the phrase mufakham and muraqqaq can yeah. laugh at the fact that knowing those two phrases tells you nothing, nothing. about <laughs> <laughs> The word for awesome heavy letter has no heavy letters in it. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in a lecture and someone kind of got offended. They're like, don't make fun of my tajweed. <laughs> Look, it worked back then. Yeah. But tell an Arab mufakham and muraqqaq, which one's awesome? Yeah. They prefer they prefer tafkhim and tarqiq. Yes, but then even <laughs> which one is of that? <laughs> it's a bit late for that. Yeah, yeah. don't worry. Don't we'll, worry. We'll, we'll, we'll tighten it up post. Yeah. Uh, so I would say your your best bet is to take all the terminology away. Yeah. Awesome versus happy. Um, the best study of harakat is cat feels cool. Uh, like with a little pizzazz. If I said, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا Kafirun. Haven't we heard Kafirun? Alhamdulillah. Right? Hoping. <laughs> Unfortunately, bro. It yeah. happens. The harmonium comes out. Yeah. And Subhanallah. <laughs> now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah. 
So it happens, and in, and fortunately or unfortunately, that integrity of the Quran. <clears throat> and so, if if I could just reach out to our uh, to the listeners, is it the meaning of Surah Fatiha that cures your kids' fever, or is it the resonance? It's the resonance. It has nothing to do with all praise and thanks are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds, and mercy and. Uh, uh, that should cure the fever too, but it doesn't. There's yeah. something about the sifat of the Quran, no maqam, no, no extras. That is the healing. And so thus, that's, mm. my, that's my two cents to the, to the listener mm. who's like, hey, these guys are just having fun. Yeah, because Quran's fun. If you just read it with no meaning, no grammar, mm. it'll heal you. So from um, the reciters mm. that are well known today, who would you say? Ouch. Yeah, just, just, just do it right now because yeah. it's gonna burn. The answer. Who would you say is better than you? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be here all day because yeah. I'm gonna have to think. Yeah. But <laughs> and ain't nothing coming to me right now. <laughs> Who's there? Who's there that people should listen to? Oh for man, purity, Ham purity of recitation. Okay, so uh, the Godfather of Tajweed. Just fun fact: in the 1940s, the first time a recording device was ever made, who was the first person to ever record the whole Quran? Sheikh Mahmoud Husri. Sheikh Husri was the first recording of the whole Quran in the world. Godfather of Tajweed. Bada bing. Oh, no. So he's your first guy. Who's this? Who's this? We've got a little test for you. Boss. Min Shawi. Don't leave me hanging. Doctor. You know, the problem is, though, it's his son. Sheikh Min Shawi. Rahimahullah. Is the quality of the. I can't listen to anyone else. Man, it's, it's like an issue. It's true. Like Tablawi. Have you ever touched some Tablawi? No. <laughs> no, for real. It's it's is that a real person. <laughs> no, Tablawi. Tab Yo, I'm thinking that this is an ideal uh, build up to a nice punchline. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's see where it goes. Uh, anyone who could give Abdul Basit a run for his money in his time in his area, Sheikh Tablawi. Hmm. Tablawi, right? Can you no. recite like him just no, to get? No, no, I couldn't touch it. It's it's Abdul Basit Baben. <laughs> Really? Oh, you could look it up and you'll see mm. the, the inner discussions of like, huh, Abdul Basit, huh, your pop star. You, mm. want, you want boss? Here's boss. You want Backstreet Cairo? Oh, yeah. Oh, you get Tablawi <laughs> recordings on. I have old ones that I had to screw the cassette back. Mm. And then you go to like old shops in, in like broken old Cairo. And yes, the, it was the purity. So mm. is one better than the other? No. But who makes it to American Idol and who doesn't? Does that mean one is mm. not so right. good? No, nah, we might have been just so How, Just a small, maybe, I don't know if you're able to do it. How would, what would make one better than the other in terms of listening? So how oh, would okay. the air pick it up? Okay, so first, uh, and I love, and I, I love the sheikh, and I know this is going to cross some type of beef, but you know this new Instagram, like, Bismillah. I look like Justin Bieber's reading Quran and my oh, no. shirt's 13 sizes smaller. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some people, is because they don't have... Our size, okay. Let's <laughs> move on. So there's this new fad of, and they are taking, and now this is going to be more controversial, Sheikh Mashaya Rashid. They're taking a, a Fasi. I want to sound like. Oh, you can. Yeah. Um, they're taking his perfect tajweed, but then they're trying to do this. And it sounds like oh, no. it's not cool. They're auto tuning it as well. Oh, Probably. I've heard that, bro. Pitch, pitch correction. Pitch correction. Auto but what yeah. about this? The well, who doesn't do a bit of pitch correction every now and then? <laughs> <laughs> so, go shake Husri Salah Bukhater. Qari T-Pain. Boss. Yeah. Qari T-Pain is working on his next 27th juz recording. <laughs> the 32nd juz. He's working on the 32nd. <laughs> 
But Stuff if, if that was sort of realizing. Bang. You know that when we were in Hafiz school, we were told that there are some other sects of Islam uh, who believe there are there's an Imam in the jungle with six juz in his in his backpack. No joke, this is real. So I all of that. us, we didn't care about the aqidah <laughs> implications or nothing. We're yeah. like, six more paras, bro. <laughs> Don't let him be found. <laughs> Do that. We were like, I can't do this, bro. I'm good with 30. I ain't what you guys going to roll up with six more juice. <laughs> if yeah. we could put the real, there's some, the Husari, Minchawi, I would definitely say Salah Bukhater, Saad Al-Ghamdi, but nothing, I'm sorry, nothing post-2010. Salam guys, me again, reminding you to head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to keep the lights on on Islam21c. We pride ourselves on being independent and being funded by the grassroots community. Kanakri? Have you had Kanakri? Yes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Classic. Old school. Old Alhamdulillah. School. It might be too slow for some guys. You're right? Yeah. Even Actually, Abdul Basim. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Just so what? I have that correct the party teacher there. Yeah. El- oh, I get that all the time. Mm. Bang! No, I get the ha feel boom, <laughs> and I'm like, my aunt was like something. She said, I said, I was like, oh, Hafiz, Hafiz. Abdullah's coming. And she goes, ha feel. I got a question for you, actually. No, no, she's like, ha feel Abdullah. Would you call someone who's memorized half the Quran? Holy moly! A half is. Oh, bang! You like that one, yeah? <laughs> I like it. I tried my uh, it's even better when I jump in and steal his uh, <laughs> thunder. Steal, steal well, his, uh, he threw it off the line. glass and that's it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Salman. Yeah. 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 It's Ali Oop. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. But generally, Alhamdulillah, do you think that in the last few years there's been a revival of people getting connected to the Quran, or do you think it's worse than it was before? Oh, no, mm. there's a revival for recitation, but because I can Instagram, Snapchat, it's how. How religious and perfect do I look while I'm doing my reciting? Which is weird, Abu Bakr, yeah. 260 patches on the front cloak. So yeah. there's that part. But I feel like more Let's people do a quick are... Insta right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or the guy in front of the Kaaba. Yeah. As soon as one the hand, picture... because one hand's holding the... <laughs> no, I've seen the picture. Picture's done. Allah, yeah. please make me as religious as I was trying to be in the picture. Come on, like. I mean, mean. You think it's all so that there's more people in touch with the Quran, but perhaps not to the same depth. You know, okay. uh, uh, sorry, Sheikh Ashraf. Once he said, he said we're living in the golden age of the Quran. Okay. As one of our uh, the sheikhs in uh, organization, he said. Because the Quran has never been as accessible to everyone as it is today. This is one of the reasons. Negative you know, Nancy over here. I, yeah. I redraw my answer because yeah. at the same time, reciteQuran.com has mm. 17,000 separate MP3s and you could click every word of the Quran. Quran.com has mm. 15 reciters, Explore, Quran Explorer. So I'm going to shut my mouth and say this is the greatest <laughs> time of Quran in history. Uh, my issue Some accessibility. is mm. accessibility, but... If he did jujitsu and I said he'd practice for 10 years, you'd be like, great. If you did yoga and I'm like, oh, mashallah, yogi for 10 years. But the hard work on Quran, oh, you read for 10 years? Why? You couldn't finish? I finished in two years, right? It's all yeah. about how quickly. Nobody's, I did hips for three years was the first question at every dinner party. They would ask me degradingly. Everyone would be on the 17th juice and I was like, seven. And I, I developed a harder shell. I was like, seven, so what? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? So 
I would say uh, Quran is very accessible, but mm. one place has opened up. Females are reciting again, and here's my, here's my point. If you don't give birth and train Imam Abu Hanifa's mom, you'll never get an Imam Abu Hanifa. Where did Imam mm -hmm. Shafi memorize the whole Quran? Where was he sitting? Whose mom was the most beautiful reciter? I'll give you 12. And my ijazah goes to two women. So Sheikh Wissam, whereas with Sheikh Nafisa and Um Saad sits right on top of my head mm -hmm. for my ijazah. So, like, mm -hmm. right? So two yeah, women definitely. had to say, Wissam, yeah, he's good enough. That to me mm -hmm. felt right. So, the parda and the hijab, we kind of had to go through 200 years of maturing. And so now we've grown up and we're like, hey, our concept of let's cover these women up and throw them in a corner. Now we have these men who are... It's not a cupboard. It's a small room. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. I went to a masjid. No joke. You know in the hospital where they have curtains that can close off a room? Yeah. I said, can the sisters come here so we can recite together? Allah's my witness. They came up. They drew a curtain around them and then shut off the light saying we could see their silhouette ah, right so <laughs> i'm not sure well, if they said it like that then uh, <laughs> if you can fall a good in idea. love with someone's silhouette yo i want to fall in love with that silhouette if it's so beautiful <laughs> that you saw the silhouette I, I would like to test cast that. a shadow mm -hmm. in your heart <gasps> so women have been thrown in the back and then you get these gangster thugs who can't spell their name in arabic and like whoa mm -hmm. i took two al maghrib courses and now i'm gonna correct the imam <laughs> <laughs> I only smack you in the head. You can't do anything. Okay. So, mm. yeah, I think that's where we are. But I want to see the shift. I want to see the shift where we are not talking about how Quran is Shifa and Rahma. Okay, cure cancer. Let me see it. Yep. I want mm. the healing center where we're reading Rukia in Jeddah, the first hospital ever opened, uh, uh, where they are reading Quran. It's a Rukia hospital. Mm. Give me that. Don't yeah, give me fun. this Quran, Hamparo, you'll feel good in your heart. Bump you. I got heart pain. So that part is left, and it's either called Ham. He's a big Sufi. I'm gonna strangle someone. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. I don't <laughs> like telling people that. <laughs> he fits the part. Geographically, yeah. have you seen how the Quran has opened? So if you travel from the West, yeah. so um, the U.S. coming through this way, Europe, Middle East, the Indian subcontinent, and then spoke one, about right there, Far India, East. India, yeah. Pakistan has exploded. It's not the air. Our, the kids of the Instagram world grew up and said, "I can do it too." They grew up watching the mm. Netflix shows in Pakistan, Lahore, some of the highest viewings of the, like the, str the streaming shows, their drama. Mm. So they know the culture and they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go beyond. So I've seen people recite. I've seen the concept that if I recite Quran, I don't have to be perfect. That was the biggest change that I saw. And I hope it comes to the UK. So if I told you read Quran every day, doesn't that automatically say, I can't listen to music. Yeah. Right. Because in the back of your head <laughs> that you're in this camp now. So that yes. means that you can't. So we can't person. see Fast and Furious number 37 because yeah. ah, <laughs> right. that's it now. I heard there's not many women in it. No, I, I would like to say uh, on the way back from Hajj, yeah. on the way to Hajj, who I saw it, it was OK. It was yeah. totally a waste because it was basically <laughs> it's not even out. Yeah, it was yeah. On number nine or something. No, yeah, no, but here's my real take. If you're going to watch Fast and Furious nine and you're going to believe that a car jumped through and that. Uh, Dwayne Johnson held up a rope that pulled the helicopter down. Okay. Then for yeah. two hours, you have to believe you're going to Jannah. You have to sit and say, okay, now that I'm going to Jannah, how am I going to spend the rest of my life? And believe it for two hours like you believe Dwayne Johnson got shot in the head. And if you don't, then go watch Lord of the Rings because you believe smog is flying around. <laughs> then if I said, did Allah accept your still far? I don't know. 
So that's a waste. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, give me yeah. 10 minutes where you believe you're going to heaven and now make mm. dua. Don't say astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Say, I hope he goes to heaven. I hope he goes to heaven. I hope the listeners go to heaven before I do for 10 minutes and then I'm going to hate you. So, <laughs> so invest in it. And so imagine what could happen. I think that's the, that's the next place that I want to see us as an ummah. It's going to sound like a plug and to be the best ummah. But mm. if we could heal cancers, if we could strip the blood of the aid, the virus through our recitation, through hijama, through uh, using salah as, um, as a healing process. And I'll drop this and won't go into it. I was in a year chair, wheelchair for two years. How did I get out? Salah. No physical therapies. I had core decompression surgery. Never to walk again. My mom was the director of the hospital. And my physical therapist was Muslim. She said, why don't you pray your hips back? I was like, Allahumma hips? She's like, no, we're going we're gonna to pray in the pool. We're going to pray in the sauna. We're going to pray in the steam room. We're going to pray while you're dripping blood. We're going to pray while you have tubes coming out of your body. But we're going to hold postures as if and the only the zalims get nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. So we prayed for 20 years and all we got was hop, sit in a chair and pray because ruku destroyed your hips. So the, my thing is the next phase is us being proud. Now we're just happy that Nike sold us a $600 burkini because yeah. Han Nike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're selling us our deen back to us. You think H&M went... That your cousin back home probably made. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some blood of a Muslim kid. Yeah. So it, real talk, um, if you could put yourself into the shoes of Bani Israel, so we're the, we're the parents. Yeah. Musa Allah, Islam is like, yo, let's go, let's go. What are our kids going to think? Yo, is there Wi-Fi in the desert? Yo, do we really have to go with Musa Islam? Will we get a Pepsi out there, Dad? How long are we going to be there? And uh, what if Pharaoh catches up? We're going to die? Nah, Dad, I'm staying here in Egypt, bro. I'm good. Mm. And that is my sitcom. I want to tell the story of the kids who went through the water, who were like, yo, that's really cool. And did you see, did you see the water <clears throat> split? Yeah, did you see this cat? It can play the piano. And did you, did you see this Insta clip? Yo, this is crazy. Yeah, the water, yeah, that was pretty, that was yesterday, bro. Did you see this thing? And I want to tell the story from that perspective because we are being sold our religion back to us. Sephora makeup, Mac makeup did Suhoor makeup tutorials because in the collegiate areas it's a really big thing for ladies to wake up and do these really elaborate um oh, yeah. so, so, meals, yeah. so how could you go down with your face yeah so i'm gonna do a tutorial where i could be making thicker earth guard yeah. now do you see how the i sound like the religious guy remember no, the no, whatsapp nice. group someone sent the one of the whatsapp group they sent uh, a picture from a shelf they had dayamum in a can yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember awesome. that yeah, yeah. They were literally yeah. Selling dust Yeah <laughs> Right On the, the shelf Break in In yeah. case of emergency <laughs> Is it that Rather than keeping Maka? A bottle of water <laughs> <laughs> I like it yeah. So I think we're, we're coming up To the point Where our kids Are going to grow up Not worrying about The clothes But saying I'm Muslim What Boom I'm Muslim Boom Like I've, I did it I, What you've been watching On Avengers I am that Mm. And for all our listeners, let's get this straight. Who is the only Ummah who has an infinity stone from another universe that people travel <laughs> long distances to touch? And when they touch, the yeah. darkness leaves their body, yeah. please. And how many people treat Makkah like Wakanda already, like yeah. the backwards, yeah. has no technology. But when we go in, we're sipping Starbucks and eating five guys across the street from the Haram. <laughs> so get off me, please. Stop yeah. watching Marvel and think about your infinity stone because yeah. it is truly a stone that... 
Allah. You can do that and change it. Makkah forever. Makkah forever. Hashtag. Yeah. It's Hashtag uh, Avengers are all Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Hamza, man? You're going crazy right now. <laughs> Muslim like, Avengers. Like, so yeah. where do you guys think it's going? Where do you, where do you mm. think, like Buna's in a new movie? Yeah. I would have fought. I heard he's going to be the new ago. James Bond. They're, they're looking at it is, and this is the point, you Johnny, know? Johnny, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Mars. Yeah, so <laughs> the, now it's difficult, especially if you're of a certain age, right? Where harsh, I guess bro. the first wave yeah, yeah, of the kind of a certain type of dawah, yes. and we kind of where you'd go, the sheikh would come from abroad, you've got the translator, you're sitting on the oh, floor yeah. in a masjid. And is there's a kind of purity around it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, you go for chicken and chips, which was a big <laughs> delicacy in the UK. But you travel, you go on Have the you bus, heard of it? right? And when you're 13, 14, 15, the brother who's 18, 19, 20, and he is an older brother in that sense, you'd go together. It was completely different the dawah versus how the dawah has become now. I don't want to say that the dawah now is wrong, but but could you see it as wrong? Yes. Yes. You That's could. this is the thing now. It's the line. This is why there's angst sometimes. Are you somehow, you know, giving in too easily? Are we still holding the line? Are we letting the tastes and fads of today drive our dawah, or are we utilizing it as a platform for Did our dawah? Did you sell out? Did you sell out? Yeah, is the real and question. And this is it. That's it. Yeah. Right. And and I feel like there's never going to be an answer because do you remember when pictures were haram? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. was like yesterday. And now, like that changed so quickly, so fast now that you don't need a mahram to go to Umrah, for example. So does Islam change? You don't. No. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can go. <laughs> if you guys later want to look this up for your own discomfort, yeah. you should look up what it has led to. People yeah. are hooking up for the Umrah weekend. Wow. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey, awesome. shout me out. Okay. <laughs> Yo, if I got a free ticket out of it Hashtag, hashtag ha- Hashtag, I love hashtag. Tawaf <laughs> Addicted to Tawaf Tawaf, tawaf with the wife. <laughs> yeah, the wife? I hope yeah. so Yeah, inshallah Yeah so, but I mean, it could be That's. I mean, what you're getting at is It could be just grumpy old man syndrome You're thinking about no, You I know, know, when I was a young lad It was, uh, everything was nice and uh, There's a bit of jealousy I didn't people, have a movie People older than us yeah. you know, They'd be like Oh, you look a little whippersnapper yeah, I think know, there's definitely some there's some dilution. What do you guys think about the lady on stage? I'm not taking any one person. Let's get let's be real. We're here on podcast. Mm. So, what do you Wait. think about the ladies on stage? I haven't seen them. Okay, yeah. but it's the general, like concept, the general concept. Um, and I've spoken some about this. I find it very difficult coming from our Islamic position about putting women up front. And now, that's if you said that out loud, how would it sound today? <laughs> it, I'd and get mullered. Thank you. And that's an issue. That's an issue. And this to is me. it. It's militant. And here's the thing: if you're, if you throw down the numbers, if you can, I don't know, football reference. If you can hit 15 goals, then and and if you can get someone who can do the same, then please. But don't token it. Yeah. Like if we put up 10 years of hard work, and then you're like, yeah, now we're gonna do this token thing. So <laughs> I'll name three female speakers. Sure, they can hold it down because they know what they're doing. I've literally had messages from mm. people saying, listen, do you know any female speakers? Any female speakers? Because we need someone to that film. we can put up. Or, yeah, even just for there's an event. Or, listen, uh, I'm, shame, I'm really embarrassed to see that there was no female speakers there. Why? We've been boycotted. I've been boycotted. I Why? once did a Burmese raising awareness for Burma. We were talking about women who were being raped. 
and we got maligned by the by that militant group who was like, "Oh, you guys have no female speakers on this online forum, so we are doing we're staging a walkout." I was like, "Sure, all those women who got raped really appreciate your walkout, and thank you so much for your." And so, yeah, yeah I'm um, taking the complete opposite side. Do you think it's more an issue in America than here? Fair, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, you think? I think so. I don't see. I didn't see it. No, here. it's creeping here, man. Yeah, it's creeping big time. I, I, I work in the city and I'm involved in quite a few Muslim networks across the city. So these He's are like like big firms. What city? So, so you know, like you have M MSAs in the <laughs> US and that type of thing. So within firms, they have uh, Islamic societies that are set up to help facilitate, you know, prayer and Jum'an, all these types of things. That's cool. And so already now you're in a position where um, sisters are part of the workforce. So they're already part of a certain mentality. And I'm not saying rightly or wrongly, but they are... It's not our mentality. That's right. And there's so, nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah. So now when there's a an event in the city, it's we've got to have a, a female host. We've got to have a female speaker. Did it for the sake of having a female speaker. And this is the challenge, you know. And I also feel like <sighs> when you say female, female presenter, you won't say it out loud, but you want her dolled up. And you want her hijab <laughs> to match her socks. And you want the pretty piece to be up there. And I feel like he's reading my mind. <laughs> and, and here's my issue. This is why we don't invite Salman to <laughs> our talks <laughs> in the city. Here's my issue, though, is you just put something pretty up there. And that yeah. you did that. Like, you, you didn't, right? You this didn't respect a, a woman. So when Ustada Temia goes up there, I sit at the front with my notebook and say, yes, teacher. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You may have some more. You're a scholar. I don't care what's, what. You're a scholar. I, I honor you. I'll press your clothes if you need. I know her husband, so I can say that. But then you tell me a token person. And is that is am I being an obnoxious man? No, I'm not. The crowd, I study speech. But you study the way things are presented. So it feels like we are going towards a Muslims think a certain way. It's the Bani Israel story. They're in the head. We're across mm. the river. We saw the miracle. Yeah. But 40 days later, we're worshiping the cow. You know why? Because Islam is misogynistic. And because in, when, I was an Egyptian, when I lived in Egypt, the Pharaoh told me a certain law, and that's what has infiltrated me. So is it fair for us to Islamicize everything? Like we're basically trying to fit their culture into yeah. our world. Mm. And you said it. The woman is already in the workforce, so she's broken several constructs that we have discussed in our religion yeah. that uh, am i going to suckle my husband uh, my um, suckle my kids no i can't i can't so am i working or is my wife and no one wants to talk about that yeah oh let her pump and uh, and and feed out no why why should my wife have to do that because is, she needs to be empowered yeah and this mm -hmm. is a challenge now because they're already there so those who are there and this is not to say mashallah there are some sisters because of their situation where they are actually the breadwinners for the family. Okay. Right. And I'm saying this, this is Marshall, and they are <coughs> sincere. They wear abayas to work, for example, um, pious in every sense. They're kind of in a place now and they still need some guidance. How do they fit that role in? And, and brothers have got a lot of catching up to do. They need, I mean, I, th I think it's, it's easy for us, though, I mean, but they need role models themselves. Yeah. You know, and if you don't wear abaya or hijab to work, you're still in our group. Like you, yeah. you're of still, course. yeah, I'm just saying it for that yeah. girl who's like, oh, even if you're not a bloke, right? I tell you, yeah, go on, I'll tell you something that she's, when we used to do one workplace, I remember there used to be a sister used to come, she used to wear a short skirt, she's a pretty sister's a separate place. And sometimes I see the brothers were a bit judgmental. And then subhanAllah, the sister, after a while, we sent some people for Umrah, like a trip, 
you know, alhamdulillah, organized one in the city. So they went, and she went as part of a group, and she wanted to go in that group. She came back, mashallah, she starts wearing a baya, starts wearing hijab, mashallah. One time we were speaking, she had some issue, and she's telling me her background. She was actually brought up um, in half a family were Christian. Mm. Like half a family, her siblings were Christian, and she was a Muslim. And how easy it would have been, and people did, they judged her like that. Mm. And, and she could have taken that path. Exactly. And so her skirt was her, de- like was how far that she had fought it. Yeah. Subhanallah. But it was the support of the sisters, mashallah. Absolutely. You know, who didn't judge her, who kind of took her on that journey. And then the kind of environment that we created where you're not judged, but you're trying to help people to... Raise people up, raise don't people pull up people up. down. Exactly. If I could share the quickest thing, it was my first year of X-ray school. I went in, it's a small program and it's a Christian organization. Uh, so <coughs> the sister Ellen... Uh, I went to her first day, first week, and I said, can I get a list of all the Muslim students? I'd like to pray Juma. Oh, she was elated. She goes, none of the Christian kids pray. No one prays in our school anymore. Please bring Juma. Pray, pray, pray. First, uh, so I get the list, big list. A lot of Muslims. And I was like, hey, guys, we're praying Juma downstairs. It's between the uh, radiology students and the PA students, physician assistants. We can all pray together. No one came. First week, there was like three people. And I was like, this is not a Hanafi Jumaah. <laughs> <laughs> Take his cardboard cutout next time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, th- this is, yeah, I'm going to have to put a few of these in. So we went to uh, Sister Ellen, the nun, and said, not enough people coming to Jumaah. I need 10 people. She Can said, convert some. <laughs> she said, go to Sister Mariam. Go to Mariam. She's the popular girl in school. If she comes, everyone will come. So I went to Sister Mariam, you know, sold my piece. I was like, if you come, everyone will come. Next week, three people came. <laughs> no one came. I went back to Sister Ellen. I was like, hey, She's yo. Like, oh, I thought I, it was on Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sister, the third week, Sister Ellen started coming to Juma. She was like, you need 10 people. <laughs> um, this is how we're like, okay. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Tu bi jannat. Baby jannat. We're all going to Jannah. Then, four, fifth week, 25 people. Oh, and then I see Almost Juma. had a Maliki one there. Oh, yeah. I was, about, <laughs> I was looking for that 40. <laughs> that 40. I went up, see Sister Mariam in the back. I said, what happened? She said, Sister Ellen spoke to me. And I was like, the nun told you to go to Juma? <laughs> she goes, no. Sister Ellen asked me, why don't you go to Juma? And she said, like any person would say, if I go to Juma, I'll, I'll be the only girl. <laughs> and what did the nun say? What if Khatija said that? Tata, Ardish girl. And we all went silent when she narrated the story. And she said, Khadija? She said, when Muhammad said to Khadija, I I am a prophet. And she said, if I believe you, I'll be the only woman. What would happen? And Mm -hmm. so right there, I think we just put to rest. Women are not needing to be empowered. Right? Islam gives, and it's not empowerment, man or woman. Because if I followed the constructs of Islam and I transcended this body and these genitalia and these emotions I'd be mu'min and mu'minin right I would be a a man and woman believer who had transcended the sexuality and the the gender necessity to be like I'm angry you know what if a man is supposed to look at girls guess what the mu'min does hey I'm programmed to do this I'm gonna watch out so to me it's the that's the shift it's the shift that we're Mm -hmm. not we're not going kind of crossing the line to say is it feminism? So, Sheikh, what's your point? Should we be feminist or chauvinist? Nah, B, I hope you, you get Look beyond the human part. Yeah. The human... P- okay, why do you get drunk? To numb the body. Why do you get high? 
well, everyone's got their own reason, <laughs> yeah. but why do you take mushrooms? Eh, that's another story. Good with uh, eggs. Yeah. Why do you do all these things to get out of your body? So the body's busted. Your je- your masculinity and femininity are, are, are in some way your weakness. Mm-hmm. Because if I say I'm a man, bro, so that excuses me from being a jerk. Sorry, gang. Um, babies, it's okay. You know, Allah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, I hope that we could see beyond that, that we are sometimes more predisposed to okay if i'm a lady so am i supposed mm. to gossip because that's what someone told me to do yeah. that that yeah. women gossip that's that's do not confine me once a shadow and la ilaha illallah frees my soul it is above my mind my intellect Absolutely. and it is above my body mm. so that that's that's my mm. two cents and i, I think i assume we're closer mm. to our time but if we had to land our plane, we're not looking for better feminists. We're not looking for greater chauvinists. We're looking for men to be men and women to be mm-hmm. women. Now, I, I think even that sentence is loaded. So mm. can I suckle my child? I cannot. So can I, as a man, pick up big things and build a shelter and cut a deer open and give it to my wife? Yeah, I could do that. So my wife will say, I'm so happy. I don't have to sit in a trench and pick up boxes. She goes, I wish women could just understand that, that Mm. you don't need to give in. My wife is not submissive, but she makes me feel useful. Yeah, she doesn't say stop, stop feeling the way you do. Just like when my wife says I'm cold, I'm tired. She just wants a hug, right? She's Mm. not cold. So learn the language and then try yeah. to transcend the body. Get high, high on, on deem. <laughs> like yeah. as no, no, remember, no, no, Sheikh said it, get high, think, transcend this feeling. Assalamualaikum guys. Last reminder, I promise. Head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to help this movement get to the next level. So we have genuine, high quality media articulating Islam in the 21st century and developing confident Muslims impacting the world for the better. Quran would be a, a, maybe like a, a, the teaching and the learning of the Quran is sounds like something which is uh, so universal and so kind of easily you know kind of um, uh, push pe- people can be pushed into it easily to yeah. you know something relatively uncontroversial just to l- uplift people to get them on that path and you know and but then why don't people yeah. read Quran because it's not sexy mm. when your tajweed improves who will know. Not unless, you know, Sheikh is leading Tahajjud at Tahajjud. Or my uh, Why do you 56 think we uh, Instagram followers. <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you should start broadcasting two rakat <laughs> nafil. Yeah. If everyone's ready tonight, we'll be uh, taking you over to Jannatul uh, Fardos in La'ala. Please buckle up. We'll be going to the second rakat on Surah Mulk. Here we go. NPR, Salatul Nawafil. Reminds me of some guy saw somebody owed money coming in, coming at him really looking really angry. So he just goes, Saw rakat nafil. 100 voluntary <laughs> prayers. <laughs> Brother, I need your mind. <laughs> so if we can get people to go transcend the world and get high on their deen, I think a lot of our addictions, oh, okay. a lot of our issues will be filled in. I want to bring it back to the Quran, uh, if, if we may. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, what's your, what, what, which ayat do you particularly kind of find powerful for you? When, and do you have like some ayat that you, that you recite, listen to? To, to in particular difficulties or mm. moods or okay so yeah. real talk since I was like a kid I can maybe 10 years old Surah Mulk in bed 
no matter what. And I think a lot of our listeners mm. might find that yeah. offensive. My mom did too. She was like, don't read Quran in bed. I was like, eh, okay, mm -hmm. thanks for the suggestion. And I, I would read Surah Mulk in bed every single day. Mm. Uh, Mulk did a lot to sell, soothe in my heart because there's one verse, uh, the person's been into the hellfire, he's gone through everything. Like basically the, he's checked into his room and before the punishment begins, the angels will be like, didn't someone like Bashiro wanted that nobody came to tell you? And the, and the guy will be like, had I just listened, thank you. Had I kunna, meaning with the shidda, had I just listened, I didn't even need to think. If I just listened and say, no one told you Allah was real, if you had just thought about it, you would. Um, but that evolved a lot. And by the way, for our, for our listeners, 30 verses, 30 days, you could do a lot with Surah Mulk, just one ayah a day, or if you read it every day. Read it every day for 30 days, add one, one, one ayah every day, you'll get faster. Uh, Yasin after Fajr, no joke, uh, was the day I, w I walked. I read Yasin after Fajr. Even mm. though it's not the most Sahih Hadith, I want you to look up this Hadith because the, re the narrator of the not Sahih Hadith says, and I did this. Mm. You never see the addition of, it's kind of tried and tested. Sure, the Hadith is not the most sound. The one who reads uh, Yasin after Fajr, his sustenance for the day will be fulfilled. But the Rawi never says, and I do this. So, khalas, yeah. I will leave it at for those of you guys who think you know what a sahih hadith is. Uh, spell it to me in Arabic. <laughs> if you can say, Sa. Sin zabar su. Anything that's that makes exactly. people read more Quran yeah. in our times is needed. Thank you. You know so. what? We haven't actually heard any recitation from you. In oh, this no. Entire Imam Hussam. Don't you think we should have YouTube.com. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should have. Forward slash this episode. If yeah. I could give you one ayah, then that Please. really does everything for me. Um, but to all my, uh, to all our listeners, if you guys could touch the Quran every day, and if you swiped a juz a day, just think about the logic. You didn't read anything. You just saw 20 pictures. Next month, on the first day, mm -hmm. you're going to see the same juz again. And in one year, you'll have swiped through the Quran 12 times. You don't think you'll read a little bit? Mm -hmm. Now, already, if I told you you'll finish the Quran swiping through it in a month, isn't that already double the Quran you read last month? <laughs> Ask a hafiz. When's the last time yeah, you did? Some masjids in Taraweeh, they literally do the first line on each page. Yeah, I was at a masjid there. I was like, wait a second, this took over really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> wrong. The best was uh, masjid. Medina Masjid downtown. It was in New York, in the Bronx. Uh, that those who drove taxi would show up there in twenty rakah Ar Rahman every day. There are eighty six ayahs in Surah Rahman. Ar Rahman, Allah Al Quran, Khalaq Al Insan, Allah Akbar. <laughs> and twenty rakah, two pages, boom. So. I think we've, uh, you we've gotta, done. You gotta, you gotta make your money, and you gotta you know, do on, you on the clock. And this Shatter. is a good time. Ramadan's yeah. around the corner, and maybe it's good to kind mm. of reattach yourself, start getting into it uh, in time for Ramadan. So, real talk for then. Before I recite, if you want to be able to connect with the Quran, it's not going to happen until we make three shifts. Number one, say it out loud, write it down. I mm. will become a reciter of Quran. I did that act when I was ten, and essentially yeah. it worked out for mm -hmm. me. Number two, diet. You think you're going to have biryani with hummus on top of it and then start, <laughs> oh, it doesn't. You grab the harmonium then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I... It's a seasonal job. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what do you do between Quran classes? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> uh, so if we could get control of our 
the vision of our dua, the fantasy of our dua, get control of our diet. And the most important thing, where do you read the most Quran? Salah. If you can't hold a ruku for 12 minutes, go back to the drawing board because my Nabi's ruku was 12 minutes long. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Ali radiallahu ta'ala and said, I opened the Quran, I started reading, I read 100 verses, Nabi was still in ruku. He read 100 verses, he was still in sajda. Mm -hmm. And his sajda rolled over his shoulder blades. We do this and drop in between, right? How did the baby pass when he was making sajda? How did a goat go underneath? So was it a mini plank? Yeah. Absolutely. So you want to see the Quran, but you ha and then the last thing is what did your Nabi do in the cave for 10 years? First job, alayhi salatu was was shepherd. Second job was merchant. What, would he, what did he do after marrying the boss of the company? What did he do notably for 10 years? He went to the cave. Yeah. So he, what, what, he was like, all right, Jibreel, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> Ikra. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's blasphemy. I hit, broke 12 blasphemy laws in Pakistan yeah. right now. <laughs> Uh, but if you could, <laughs> clash, that sounds like a clash yeah. right there. Yeah. So what did he do? It is very uh, observant of you. Yeah, it is. Thank you. I Aware like of his breath for 10 years. And then when an angel came and said, He said, And when he mm. described, what did he say? I felt my ribs being pressed. Do you mm. feel a guy leaning against the wall? Or up and attentive. Waiting for this moment for 10 years. Bring the breath to the Quran and all your tajweed will fall into place. So when I recite oh, right okay. now and you all are like, oh, he sounds so nice. No, he doesn't. <laughs> My air is plentiful. So if I wanted to sound nice, I would go even harder. But you guys are not ready for that, right? Yeah. That's you after we stop recording. Yeah. When you get religious enough, you'll get this. So if everyone could at home just work with me, let's do a Surah Ikhlas. So I, I'm not going to sit up because I want you to feel like, yes, this can happen in a comfortable place. But otherwise... Quranic recitation, I'm going to stack those hips. I'm going to sit up. I'm going to fill the air in the belly. So if everyone can pick up their lassi in their right hand, their triple milkshake, and I want you to take a big sip. Five sounds. Can you say... One more time. You're not saying the word hooray. Bring it ooey gooey to the middle of your mouth.
Sadaq Allah Azim indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks the greatest of truth Inna qalu indeed Allah indeed those who say Rabbun Allah Rabbun Allah say it with me one time Rabbun Allah let your uh, wheels spin out and say Rabbun Allah thumma staqamu let the simple slip of the tongue come out thumma Say satisfied. How does it feel to say Rabbun Allah? Does it feel sufficient? Does it feel satisfactory? The number one medicated diseases in the world happen to be depression and anxiety. And God guarantees that the angels will whisper in your ear lovingly. I'm your best friend. I'll take care of you. And remember, Remember that feeling that you were going to Jannah? That's real. And it's not because you're a good person or a bad person. Get over yourself. It's all about Allah. It's about the promise He gave you. So remind yourself of that promise and let's get off that depression. Let's get off that anxiety. Let's get off that hopelessness and paranoia. Stop making this about you. This is about Allah. Inna ladina qalu rabbana Allah. Sadaqullah al-Azim. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh. Mashallah, I really enjoyed speaking to Imam Wissam Sharif. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up now. Jazakallah khair, Shaykh. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Omar Suleiman as well. I've been your host, Suleiman Bhatt. Just a reminder, if you like this podcast, give it a like and a share. Um, go away now and recite some Quran. Sign up to Sheikh's uh, uh, Quran Revolution. Quran dot com. Go to our YouTube channel, Quran yeah. Revolution's YouTube channel. Change your life. May Allah put yeah. on your mizan as well, everyone who's benefited from Allah it. Allah bless your family as well. I take my ten seconds, and for those of you guys who benefited from today, please, this doesn't happen. Who else is doing a podcast right now? Get out there, support these type of things, like these type of things, share these type of things. Don't sit there in the comment like a junkie. No, he's not wearing a topi. <laughs> come find you at your actually, house actually commenting that it helps us with the algorithms anyway yeah. like, we'll okay. see we'll see yeah if you make comments com- negative nice comments i'm coming to your house and i'm going to press your clothes and make you happy okay so please support things like this because if you don't okay, listen to him, that camera if you don't listen to him you're going to listen to joe rogan like we all do right so let's get out there and let's make this happen jazakallahu khairu jazaa wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh